January 26, 1935. We had the biggest snowstorm that I can remember. This has been a wonderful vacation for the kids. Here they come. Come on, Ann, let's see you go. Step on it. I've been obsessed with watching home movies all my life. My home movies, my parents' home movies. I always wanted to know who, like, the lady with the funny glasses was. You know, I create these imaginary scenarios in my head of, like, her father wasn't around for the sixth birthday party, so they're really compensating for the seventh birthday party because look at the donkey. And what happens if you don't blow it out in one breath? Here we go. I'm Andrew Lampert, the archivist at Anthology Film Archives on the Lower East Side, organizing the New York City Home Movie Day 2003, a nationwide event to get people from the local community to come out to bring their home movies. If it's projectable, let's watch it. Why not? My name is Greg Pierce here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're presenting a home movie day at the American Legion Hall in Squirrel Hill. Bring a film, regular 8, Super 8, 16. I uh, am part of a group called Orgone Cinema and Archive, saving uh, ephemeral film, found footage, home movies. Most of the stuff is from flea markets. Someone like Fred McLeod, amateur filmmaker. He shot films from 1936 to maybe 76. He uses some pop songs over top of him, lounging in a golf chair. I kind of think of him as someone who had to have the camera up to his eye to kind of like deal with things at times. He seems very just removed a little bit and the camera's up there to kind of get him to interact with his, his family. And there's a, an amazing all golf film that he shot, a half hour piece, all his golf collected footage. He just did things strictly out of love of sound. He would just saw wood, he'd turn the camera on, walk over and saw some wood for about 30 seconds and then walk back over and turn off his camera. In Los Angeles, Home Movie Day will be taking place at the Japanese American National Museum. I'm Snowden Becker, librarian and film archivist. These materials tell the story of America and the 20th century in a way that no fictional film can. Um, one film is the David Tatsuno Moving Image Diary. Uh, Tatsuno was a Japanese American who was incarcerated with his family during World War II. The film is silent. It's scenes from everyday life in a very remote and desolate place. There were dust storms in the summer and very, very cold winters. One of the most poignant scenes is a little girl in a red dress ice skating on what's little more than a frozen over mud puddle out there in between these tar paper barracks. To me, the most interesting films are the films that are completely divorced from my experience. I mean, I have a home movie of a Hispanic family. It's a wedding, and some of the guys don't have shirts on. It doesn't seem like it's eight hours into the party. It seemed like it had just started, because there's a receiving line. What was that wedding? I would love to go to that wedding. I hated wearing a tuxedo. I'm Steve Davidson, the director of the Florida Movie Image Archive in Miami. Home movies become much more oftentimes than what they were set out to be recorded as. We have some footage that was shot of African-American families at a segregated beach, you know, here in Miami in the late 1950s. The people that were actually shooting the film, they were just recording images of a family gathering. And when you juxtapose that from the news coverage at the time, the home movie camera got to places where the television camera would never go. Probably the most famous home movie is the Sapruder films of capturing the Kennedy assassination. My name's Karen Shopsowitz. I'm a Toronto documentary filmmaker, and I'm also helping to organize Home Movie Day at the National Film Board of Canada in Toronto. 
I think what's really important about amateur film and home movies is that when you look at it, you start to see the way that history makes its way into the frame. I think there's always something interesting to look at in a home movie from an artistic point of view, not just a uh, cultural point of view. I mean, I have these films, reels and reels and reels uh, of what, I don't know their name, I call them the blonde family, because everybody's blonde. They're actually pretty boring, but every once in a while, those kids decided to put on a show, or they'd go to the beach, and it would just start hopping. And one of them, when I've shown it, people just go, oh, that was beautiful. It's completely overexposed. You can't see anything. It's all white, except every once in a while, there'll be four seconds of a kid walking on a beach. And then it'll just go white again, because this guy didn't know how to use a camera on the beach in the direct sunlight. And all of a sudden, it's become something beyond a home movie. This is Sid Laverance, and I'm an amateur movie maker. In the 60s, I developed a hobby of making movies. I started taking pictures of snails. <laughs> so I got a, about a 25-minute film out of it. Les Paul and Mary Ford. He had got a two-track recorder, something like I had, and he made that guitar sound like a, actually an orchestra of guitars. I got thinking about that. I play several instruments. Why can't I do that and take pictures of them at the same time? And uh, I ended up with this little picture called uh, Multiple Sedosis. Twelve pictures of me on the screen at the same time, playing different instruments and whistling. I belong since 1959 to the San Diego Amateur Movie Club, and uh, they are still going. Of course, everybody's into video now. I think there's a lot of interest in amateur movies, and I hope so because uh, it's a fine, fine kind of a hobby. I'm walking every street I can think of and putting out flyers uh, saying, here's home movie day. And I want people to come from Long Island, from New Jersey, from Connecticut, you know, states, but also different states of mind. I really want people to come with films and their children and say, look, this is your grandparents, this is what they did, and uh, we don't have a projector, we can't look at this any other way. We really have a preservation emergency. I'm Karen Sheldon, co-founder of Northeast Historic Film in Bucksport, Maine. There is not a general understanding of how important these things are as cultural artifacts. Hey, you know, you transferred your films to video and you're watching them on video, and that's great. Don't throw away the films. Don't put them, like, next to the boiler, because your video is going to deteriorate. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, there will be no video. There will only be film. It's kind of like your teeth. I mean, you can get reproductions made, but there's nothing like the real thing. You'll have them for the rest of your life, so it's worth the investment. And now, according to this footage indicator, we've come to the end of the rail. So we'll aim her out toward the sea. Let her finish there. 